Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and Hello, gentlemen. back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 97, and as you guys can see, we have everyone on here tonight on today's panel. We're going to be talking all things Las Aguilas de la America. We've got the Ligia coming up for these two te- for these te- for this team. I would have said these two teams, but unfortunately, the ladies have been eliminated. We will be talking about them. We will be talking about the men's who will be playing up against Tigres, and we will be recapping everything that we explored down in Houston with me and Dylan went down to H-Town to cover the game against Monterrey. So, gentlemen, without further ado, let me introduce, as always, my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we? I am doing well, Ivan. Happy to be back on the live stream uh, after a little bit of a hiatus, but it's good to be back, and I'm excited for this one. It's good to be back, and it's good to be home. We thought we'd uh, we'd venture our way back into the old uh, Eagle Eye podcast uh, account just to... You know, reminiscing to the days that uh, this, this podcast channeled back into. And then, uh, as you guys can hear, our very confused and uh, very unattentive cowboy, Mr. Dylan Jimenez, all the way from Texas. Dylan Hall. We're on the old page? We're on the old page? Yes. What? How do you not know this? What's going on? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Ivan, I can say some like I'm looking at the at the stream right now on my phone, and I can see you have your webcam going, but I I, I can't see you on my screen, so that's kind of weird. Really? But can you hear me? That's oh well. The most important part. Yes. You can hear me. We'll see. We'll see what's going on on everything else. Um. Looks like we might be having a bit of technical difficulties. Christian, are you good? Oh, okay. I'm I don't good. know. I, I just didn't hear you. I was like, are, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. I'm just still in awe that we are back at our old homepage. I, I just think we completely went off on a tangent. I'm so sorry for everyone that's listening to this right now. Yeah, we might have to cut this this segment now, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it's awesome. We're back, uh, reminiscing the old days, uh, going back to our roots, uh, because I thought, you know, what a perfect way to recap everything that's going to happen for the upcoming Liga than to be back at our old stomping ground. So, gentlemen, without any further ado, you guys ready to talk all things Las Aguilas de la América? I don't think you are, but yeah, let's do it. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm ready. You're definitely, definitely not wrong. Um, Alrighty then, well, let's start off and let's uh, take a trip down memory lane two weeks ago. Yours truly and everyone's favorite cowboy was down at Houston. No, hold on, wait. Yours truly and everybody's, I guess, quote unquote, host Ivan went down to Houston. That I think sounds that sounds a little, a little better. Mm-hmm. With the, with the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> unfortunately, we were missing our last final piece, Christian, who unfortunately wasn't able to make it, but he was. Um, he was very excited for us to be down there. So that was awesome. Oh, I was I was stoked. I was stoked for you guys. Um, we we traveled down there. It, it was a mess, wasn't it, Dylan? Trying to, <laughs> I missed my flight. I had to rebook. You had to pick me up in Austin. Uh, we saw a giant squirrel. It, hey, it was that, crazy. That, that's <laughs> on you. That's on you, man. I mean, I was on, on time. Actually, no, you were not on time. You said you'd be there by three thirty, and you were you got there at five. Hey, traffic. That's what you get going down I ten. That's true. That is true. But uh, nevertheless, we got down to Houston, um, an amazing experience. 
wonderful, wonderful people down there. Uh, great Americanistas that we were able to talk to, we were able to uh, see and, and collaborate with. And it, it was just amazing. We got to meet a couple of you people down uh, who, who listen to us and who listen to the podcast and who support what we're doing. So uh, really, it, it, was, it was an amazing adventure down there. Um, you know, regardless of the result that America did end up losing this game, uh, it was a great experience. It, it, it was a lot of fun. And I, I don't know, Dylan, how would you sum up that, uh, that whole uh, trip down to Houston? No, it was fun. It really was, especially it being my first America game that I ever got to attend to and actually getting to cover it for uh, for the page and everything. So it was really fun. Uh, got to meet a lot of great people. Uh, you know, just a, a, a memory I'm not going to forget for yeah, a long time. Most definitely, most definitely. It was great to be able to see a whole bunch of the, uh, of the fan base and the culture that is Houston and, of course, the people that uh, we already had met over on social media to be able to link up with them and to be able to actually make a connection. It was awesome. So, Houston, our hats go off to you. Um, literally, as, as you guys saw in our recap video, uh, Cowboy Dan's hat went off to you. So, uh, it thank you for, for the wonderful experience and for the wonderful opportunity. And to everyone who actually uh, made this event possible, to the people down uh, down there that were taking care of the you know the backstage and everything that you guys don't see behind the cameras uh, thank you for giving us another opportunity to be a part of that and uh, as always a, a, a great great event well well hosted and, and well ran um, really no complaints from us and uh, I'm excited to, to see what the future has in store a very bright future as they say Ivan as they say well, what can we take away from that match itself? Not just the fact that we were down there, but, I, I mean, obviously a couple of faces not present because of the international break. Christian, one of the main things you talked about when we were previewing this game uh, was the fact that we weren't going to see the usual contenders, but we were going to see a man like Henry Martin who's been on form, and we were going to see Giovanni Dos Santos get minutes. Did you think these two players stood out in the way that you wanted them to, or did they lack something in the end of the day? Um, I think they did lack a little bit of, you know, end product, but, you know, it's a friendly and I don't think, you know, their their intention was to, to give it their all, if that makes sense. I feel like they just wanted to go in there and just get their reps in and, you know, just kind of maintain that form. While I do think that they they lacked a little bit in that match, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really look much right. into it. Uh, Dylan, besides those two players that I just mentioned, anyone actually stand out for you in uh, in an America shirt in in a good way? No, not not much really for me. Uh, I can't, at the top of my head, I know it's like you said, it's been almost two weeks since we've been there, but I can't really remember anybody that came off the top of my head that really kind of stood out to me. Um, you saw mistake. You saw mistakes. Obviously, um, I know we probably won't read into it too much because it was a friendly, but I know at the same time I've said to it too that a lot of these players are looking to keep up their form, especially with uh, having a, a quote-unquote bye week. You know, you don't have a game this past week, and so all you had to do is just sit there and just watch results and see where you end up um, in the table and who you're going to face this coming week in the Ligia whenever it starts. Yeah, for those who are in the States and listening, so I'm looking forward to that. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, um, I didn't I didn't necessarily find nobody. I wanted to see more, like you kind of mentioned and Christian mentioned too from Gio and Henry. Um, we didn't get, get get that, and so um, I know we'll talk about it a little later whenever we talk about the Tigres matches coming up, but um, I think it somewhat kind of plays a factor, but at the same time, I don't think it necessarily does either. Okay, alrighty. I, I mean, one player that maybe just stands out for me uh, definitely would be maybe Ortega. 
Um, I, I think he came on. He did a pretty decent job. I, I don't know what you guys would, would categorize him under. But, I, you know, he, he had some pretty good interceptions. Obviously, at that point of the match, it was already kind of thrown away. The result was already given. Uh, so many substitutions kind of tainted what the re- what the match and the result was going to be. So, uh, but it was good to see Ortega get some minutes. And I even think Piojo said it himself afterwards in an interview, saying that you know he he saw the kid play play bright. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I think uh, I was I was listening in to to Piojo after the match, and he said that you know he he does count on Ortega that he realized that the, that you know there's people out there that want him to play. And he has, uh, you know, given uh, given him, you know, at least an eyeful. So I think it was very big for Ortega to 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 take this chance in this game. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. A player that uh, did feature in, I guess you could say, played exactly how you expected him to play, was a man like Emanuel Aguilera. <laughs> I mean, oh the man, man. Gets, uh, the man gets the team uh, on the score sheet via penalty. And then, of course, a couple minutes later, just gets caught, you know, flat-footed and gets, you know, split in half with his center-back partnership, Vargas. And, you know, there goes the other go- the the equalizing goal for Monterrey. But, uh, I mean, how do we feel about Emanuel Aguilera? Because the reason why I bring this up is because um, the the club came out and actually said that, uh, well, not the club, but Santiago Baños came out and said that they were close to bringing a center-back in the in the transfer window but unfortunately it kind of fell off and and you know fell through through the cracks at the end of the at the end of the deadline but you know how how does this how do you think that's affected Aguilera at this point you know I'm just gonna say it this is kind of out of left field but I feel like Piojo would pull something if we got that that defender that he would put like Aguilera in the midfield He's, he still to starts Aguilera no matter what. Honest. I don't know. I, that's just out of left field. That's not... But that's what you think of just now. Christian? No, listen. I... I, I don't know if he would he would be that crazy. We know we we know we know Bioho to do some, some things out of left field, but, you know, that, that, that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, I think that the whole the whole theme of, you know, Bioho's coming out and... um. And saying that we were close to, I, I think it does impact not only Aguilera but Bruno Valdez as well. I think kind of just gives them the the chance to to I guess you know demonstrate that you know they they're still a, a crucial part of this first team. Yeah. And hopefully in that um, their performance will will follow in the in the upcoming Liga matches. Yeah, because when you think of this too, I kind of see this as a wake up call for for more of Aguilera, but you know. Bruno it's got to be a pinch at Bruno too it has to be they oh, you know they got to right. wake up you know they get they got they got to stay on par especially uh us bullying Tigres in the first in the first round so um there's a lot on their shoulders now a lot a lot of weight on their shoulders um it's just uh it just kind of it, it kind of makes me wonder you know because you know they had to really keep this close and like to the chest you know not for this to leak out because I can't remember off the top of my head any any other center back that Amerigo was linked to that um at the beginning of the transfer season i can't think of so i mean i don't know like in a sense maybe it's just banyo's just saying that just to like like hey you know like get your head at your butt let's go like we got to get going <laughs> um yeah i mean there's a possibility that that franco rumor was true um mm-hmm. listen, at the end of oh, the- oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i remember that now yeah at the end of the day that's that's you know that's the past it's, it's not the actual future that we're living in right now um 
So maybe maybe that is a way to boost up morale and, and kind of, you know, get their head kind of a little bit more asserted into what's coming. Because let's face it, uh, there was no going to be, there was not going to be no easy opponents in this Ligia. Um, everyone, no. everyone came in in much better form than we we probably did. Yeah, we had one good game against Veracruz, but what was that, three weeks ago? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, everyone's coming in a little bit harder than we are. So, there's there's a lot of things that have to go right for America in this league. Uh, and, and we will talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. But it was just kind of interesting and curious to ask you guys whether or not you guys thought that was kind of, uh, you know, a, a way for Banyas to, to kind of, you know, get Aguilera and Bruno kind of focused on what's to come. Um, but... I mean, anything else you guys want to add on into about this Houston game? I know it's just a friendly at the end of the day, but I mean, it kind of still sucks that the team can no. pull a win, right? Yeah, yeah, because you know, especially with, with some of the fans we talked to, they still wanted the team to win, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, they weren't like necessarily like very down about it, but they still wanted to see America win. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. But um, I mean, that was the game in Houston. Uh, I mean, I mean careless mistakes at the back cost us two goals uh there, there wasn't really much threat for america going forward maybe that's the one thing that i would want to point out out of everything in this friendly is the fact that i didn't really see much creativity going forward especially once you took off players like henry martin like uh giodo santos you know it it, it uh it felt very stagnant at points you know there was nobody really coming off the bench to do their thing some of the youngsters tried here and there but you know it just goes to show that they're not ready yet to make that jump into the first team. So, I mean, is, is that something we should be worried about? No, I don't think at the moment. No. Yeah, at the moment, no. Well, let's see if you guys are right. Now, the reason why I talk about that is because when we preview this game against Tigres, be mindful that, the, that we did face them away at their home grounds with a very under-23 squad and roster and still were able to pull away a result which I think will be important to recap that game once we do talk about that uh, once we do talk about that uh, quarterfinals match we have going on against them but without further ado that wraps up Houston again thank you to everyone uh, that's made this possible thank you to all of you guys who have listened to us who have tweeted at us who have followed us who have continued to venture in this journey with us uh, we hope to be able to keep bringing you guys the best and utmost coverage not only uh, via online or via podcast but also as well upfront and personal at the stadium so thank you so much for giving us that opportunity and hopefully we can bring you guys uh, more and more content for you guys to enjoy but yeah Dylan, it was fun being out there in Houston. Yeah, it was very fun. I've been out there a couple times, but um, really, not, I obviously not have fun like that. Yeah. That's because uh, obviously I was uh, underage, though. But I mean, that's a different story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mean anything bad by that, ladies and gentlemen. He just means that he wasn't able to be on his own. All right, that's just I don't want people to be able to like you know flip his words around and think something else uh but no yeah it was great fun it, it was amazing and again i can't wait to 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 be able to cover a game with you again dylan and christian for you to join us as well that should be exciting so we'll see when mm-hmm. uh when the next eagle eye boy adventure pops up but uh as of for now we'll stick to what we know we stick to what we've been doing and uh, keep trying to bring these people the great coverage that they deserve so with all that said, let's move on into the next segment of the podcast, a segment which I was hoping was going to be a little bit more uplifting, 
But unfortunately, we do have to talk about the uh, sad news that the ladies have been knocked out of their Liga and they were knocked out against Monterrey yesterday in a game that finished 2-1 in an aggregate result that was 4-3. Now, for those of you who maybe didn't catch on to what the ladies were doing these past couple of games, they were looking on good form, they were looking like they were going to make a pretty good run, which they actually, you know, arguably did, but the way that they ended these, these last two games doesn't bring comfort to many of the fans and should definitely not bring comfort to the team at all in general. You had a game in which you were leading 2-0 at home, be mindful, at home, and then you end up losing that 2-0 lead to a 2-2 draw, then have to go down to Monterrey, and of course, you don't you don't present uh, your best football in the first half. You go down by two goals, and then you're looking at an uphill battle that just nine times out of ten, it's looking impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, honestly, in terms of this Monterrey series, I think this this was probably lost in the in, in the first leg, and I, I only say it just for that reason that you know you were up two nil at home against potentially the best team in the league. Um, and you know, you, you just have to find a way to close that, close that, close that, uh, game out, whether it be with the two goal, with the two goal win or a one goal win, but you just had to win that, that gives you, you know, a, a boost of confidence, a boost of, you know, determination going into the second game that, okay, that listen, we just beat the best team in the league. Now let's go over there and get a result there. And now we're in the final. I think that two, two kind of just diminished a lot of, a lot of their, their confidence in a way. Because you know, if if a team like Monterrey can just come back like that, you know, it kind of it kind of you know, it, it it might have said something to them uh, mentally, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely, Dylan. What was your take on the ladies? I know this is a subject very close to you. Um, what uh, you know, what went wrong for some of these for, for some of these ladies? Well, you know, actually, you know, obviously a bittersweet bitter, bittersweet taste at the end. You know, uh, especially being up two 0 against Monterrey in the first leg, and then you know. Can't finish it out, and then you you go into uh to the return leg in Monterrey. So you know, obviously you lose that one. But you know, I'm just kind of gonna grasp some of the positives out of this season too. I mean, the way the ladies started out this season, you know, it didn't look it didn't look fancy. It didn't look necessarily the best at times. But you know, they still pulled away and and finished top top four in the league, which is something that I was very proud about uh, for them. I know a lot of uh, questions were coming around for Cuellar uh, and some of this team too. A lot of these players battling injuries too, uh, especially with the rotational uh, rotations that we saw with the goalkeeper too, because JD was getting a knock here and there. But you know, overall, you know, you, you didn't really see these ladies give up. You know, they didn't necessarily lay down. And you know, at one point too, you know, um, you saw them dip below that eighth place eighth place spot. You know, uh, some questions were surrounding the club and this side, and you know, they kept continuing. They faced adversity, and they found themselves, like I said, finishing fourth. And, you know, obviously not the result you wanted to whenever it seemed like you could have beat this Monterrey side after you lost to them um, pretty early on in the season, 4-1. to one. And then especially after that, you lose to you lose to um, your rivals, you know, in the first regular season classical against Chivas, 4-2. to two. But, you know, they still battled back. You know, they, they, they did a pretty good job after that Chivas loss. They only lost one game after that, and they come out with um, five wins. And so um, pretty proud for the squad to some some extent, but still a bittersweet taste for me in the end. 
No, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, there is some positives to take away from this. Um, and as much negative uh, comments that can be made, I think, like you said, there, there, there is something there to kind of grasp to and say, you know what, things can go better for this team next season. Because I think this was always a team that was barely going to be gelling. And you lost a lot of key players. You, you know, you lost a couple of important pieces out, out in the back. Um, so it's always going to be, you know, how do we mend and shape this team to become what it can be? And obviously, sometimes these things take time. Uh, and the ladies obviously needed that time. You saw it kind of flourish towards the end of the season. I think they need just a little bit more to get it going. And I think if you can keep this consistency, if you can keep the same atmosphere in the same environment, and you can keep 90% of these players with a few good additions, you could be looking at a very strong and very, very good team for this upcoming Clausura. Mm-hmm. And... Um... I'm not necessarily trying to make an excuse or anything like that, too. But, you know, this is the first season, you know, since uh, this league started that, you know, it, it went away from groups. And so you, you're having a full table now, just just one table. Um, you're playing teams that you've never even played before, never even seen, too. And just for the ladies that come out and still do what they still do, what they did, you know, they battle some adversity, you know. Um, There's still some things to be proud of, too, for this side. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, here's my question. And this is something that I that we spoke about in the first episode of this season's preview is whether or not the ladies reach the final will determine a lot about Cuellar's future. The way that they come into the Liga and the way that they exit if they are not champions. So my question is now to you two, and I, po- I pose the question to everyone as well listening. Does Cuellar merit to stay yet another season in charge of the ladies or is it time that this team starts looking elsewhere because it wasn't all 100% you know all rainbows and unicorns down at uh, at Coapa with Guayara at the beginning of the season I think it's, I think it stays to be honest I, I gave him Clausura um, because you, I think if you look at this from uh, uh, two halves of a season the first half you know not necessarily the best second half. You know, this team comes around. This team uh, produces more. Um, I, th- I think that's what, I think that's the pivotal part too, and showing that how he can turn uh, things around after a bad start. Um, you know, even even with these questions surrounding and everything. So I think he merits one more season, and then after that, I guess we just reevaluate after that. Christian. I think Dylan raises a good point in, in the tale of two halves. You no, know, at the beginning of the season, if you would have said America was going to go toe to toe with with the best team in the league in the in a, in a playoff match, we would have we all would have said no. We're probably going to get demolished, right? But you know, you saw you saw the growth of the team. You saw you saw what what Guayar can do in terms of kind of mending the team together and you know getting over the hurdles together. And you know, look at that. Our, our loss to Tigres, you know, we we had we had opportunities to win, uh, to win that game as well. And now you look at the two legs against Monterrey. You know, people could argue that we were the better team in the first half and the first game, um, and then the second game. Well, you know, we just we just kind of lacked a little bit of firepower to 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 net to net some of the some of the chances. So I think I agree with with Dylan, and I think he does stay another season, another well another semester, I guess, uh, just for the Clausura. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we'll see where things go from there. Interesting, interesting. Well, nevertheless. It would be interesting to see how these ladies do in the Clausura. Obviously, they have a bone to pick with themselves, most most, most definitely. It's an internal battle, I think, that they have to now look at. Um, you know, because 
the, the quality is there, the class is there, and if they can continue to play a good form of football, and, and I think that's the one thing that we've always asked for this team to have is an identity to playing, you know, a playing style. Sometimes it gets a bit too repetitive. Sometimes it feels like it's long ball united. Sometimes it's just, it's all over the place, right? And that's what I think we all felt in the first in the first half of this semester in the Apertura with Cuellar. It was He didn't have an understanding of what these ladies could play, and it was more kind of old school soccer in a sense like to just you know kick the ball up the field let let our defender try to, I mean our forward try to take care of it and see what happens from there um it, it looks like they adapted a little bit more they got a little bit more of an understanding of what Coyote wants them to do so now I'm interested to see what they do this off season and whether or not they can continue to construct that game style I think would be very important and very very pivotal as to how far they can go into the clausura and hopefully Maybe even play in a final again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully that's that's what that's what you want the next uh, in the Clausura. Yeah, so most definitely. Um, obviously, a player that did not feature, but hopefully will be back sooner rather than later is Vivian. I think she was definitely a key figure that uh, this team was always waiting to get back, and unfortunately, she just mm-hmm. wasn't able to recuperate in time. But uh, Dylan, how is she looking like for the Clausura? Um, I think, you know, she's, it's getting closer. It gets closer and closer. Um, I think you were expecting the her to, uh, come back, but obviously, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't ready, but it looks like it's, it's getting close. Uh, that's all, that's all it's always been. And so we're just going to have to wait and see as time, time goes on. But you could imagine her addition to the team is going to be, uh, pivotal to how they can, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. how, how they can play. Yeah. And, uh, I'm waiting to see what she's she's gonna do alongside with uh, you know Jen and uh, Daniela and uh, you know Diaz and everyone really. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see what uh, what these ladies are capable to produce. Um, obviously, Hana was out as well, but she will be back for the Clausura, no doubt about that. Uh, she's got a bone to pick as well as she was in. Uh, in tears when she came out of that game against Chivas, but I, I think she's ready to to come back and really make some, do some damage in this league, which we know she's capable of. She's got the talent, and I think she just needs a little bit more guidance. And you look at some of the older players that are around her. I think I think there will be no problem in, in, you know, instructing her the right way. So, uh, really, congratulations to the ladies for pulling it off. Uh, we were a bit skeptical at the beginning, but you guys really did turn turn it all around. Uh, unfortunately, it, it's not the way you wanted to end the season, uh, especially not in that form to lose in that way. But, you know, our hats off still go off to you, ladies. So congratulations for, you know, mending this season. And we are fully confident in that you guys will be able to continue to construct a much better clausura. And we're very excited and we're very, very uh, uh, thrilled to see what you guys are capable of doing. So thank you to all the ladies that, uh, you know, stressed themselves out to, to, to prove that they are capable of doing something. And to the ladies that, uh, you know, have been active and uh, kind of, you know, given us some social media content as well. So thank you to every single one of you. And uh, we look forward to making uh, this next season the season where you guys crown yourself yet again in the Liga Mekis Femenil. Gentlemen, anything else you want to say in regards to this, um, to this Femenil's Apertura? No, I think we think we said it all. Yeah, I think we covered it all. Just I'll hope I hope for a better clausura. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, ladies, if you're listening, 
We're behind you 100% of the way. Hashtag Lady Aguilas. And with that said, we're going to move on and shift off into our last segment of the podcast. America versus Tigres. Liguilla time, ladies and gentlemen. We're back at this again. Seems like we're... Uh, Seems like we're always gonna talk about America Tigres in one way or another, right? Um, the the new so-called Clasico of the of the decade. It's not uh, a lot of people. I mean, I know it's not, but you know, you you know, you know how the media is, Ivan. Um, this is a match that I think a lot of people, including neutrals, are gonna be tuning into just for that simple fact and that simple stigma that this that these two teams kind of presented this decade. You know, who is gonna be the team of the decade and all that stuff. Um. For some, I think it's a lot writing. I think just for us, I think we just go in there, handle business like we always do, and just prove why we are the biggest team in Mexico. Very well put and very well stated. Dylan, Tigres, yet again in this uh, in this semester, which I think we faced them like how many times already? Like three prior to this? Three, this, four? This, I, 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 no. I can't remember. Yeah, this, no, this is this will be the fourth time. And wow. Then on fourth Sunday, and yeah, fourth and fifth. On Sunday, wow. be the fifth, yeah. Insane. So, I, so I, I, it's going to be interesting. It will be definitely interesting. Dylan, we're back in a situation which we were the first time we ever started this podcast. America playing on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who want maybe just a quick little recap of the Eagle Eye podcast history. Um, when me and Dylan first started covering America, we uh, we podcasted uh, and the Liguilla game, which it w- was against Cruz Azul, the first leg, which was played on Thursday, was down at uh, the Estadio Azul, and it was um, it was America playing against Cruz Azul in the quarterfinals as well. So nice to be playing again in a Thanksgiving uh, a Thanksgiving Thursday. Yeah. Well, you know, you see how it's gonna go is. I'm gonna have my America jersey on, but over it, I have to have my Cowboys since my Cowboys play first. Oh, I see. I see. Well, it is. It is a. It is a gobble gobble football uh, day, so should be should be a fun sporting event all around. But with that said, America versus Tigres, gentlemen, how are we coming into this game? How are we feeling? How are the fans feeling? What's the environment around Coapa and around the fan bases in regards to this match? It's really like Christian said. Who is the Elmas Grande of this century? Because let's face it, uh, this is the game that will literally decide who is the team of the century. Because let's face it, when they face each other again, it will be twenty twenty. Uh, so I don't know how 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 are how are you guys feeling about this game? I'm excited. Uh, a lot of people yeah. that I've that I've talked to are, you know, a little bit you know skeptical about the opponent just because it is Tigres. But to me, I I don't think this this team is better than us. Uh, granted, they did get a higher placing in the table than us. That that's all said and done. But if you really look at it deep, deep into like the roots of everything, I think player for player we are still the better team, and we have been for a while. And I think we've demonstrated on multiple occasions that when you know we we are really playing as a unit, then not even this team can be. Us. So um, I'm really, I'm feeling really good about this game. I'm very excited for this match just because I just want to see, you know, all the hype that's 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 going to be built around this. Um, this is obviously the matchup of, of the of the round. So um, there's definitely going to be a lot of eyes, but I think we'll, we'll we're going to respond well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, if you look at this, you know, we we said it already. You know, if you're just looking at this specific semester, you know, we go back to campeón de campeones. 
you know, just playing in the league, you know, and then the league's cup, you're basically one, one and one, you know, for both of these teams, you're one, one and one. And so you got the fourth game coming up. You got the fifth game coming up. So both these teams are going to come in knowing what each team is going to do. <laughs> Duca's going to know what Biojo's going to do. Biojo should know what Duca's going to do. So. And so to me, I think, yeah, uh-huh. you would hope so. Yeah, exactly. And so at the at so when it comes down to it, I think it's just each team having to adjust tactically in the end, you know. And the team that can do that, I think, is going to walk out and go into the next round. Interesting. Interesting. Well, like I mentioned prior to the to to the segment, it, we faced them uh, one time already in the league, in which we were nowhere near uh, at full capacity at the way we are right now. And even so, we still have doubts coming into this game, as do they. Let's not face it; they do have some injury doubts as well. But it's a much more balanced squad than what we had at the beginning of the season. Correct. Yes. So, with that said. I think this America side can definitely outclass the Tigres team if if they decide if they ended if they end up playing the game the game we need them to play at the at the Azteca and away at Tigres Stadium, which will not be easy that away leg. Let's let's put it that way. Tigres no, in the year listen. have always been a little bit difficult. Um, they've always managed to find a way to get themselves into the final. I don't know how, but it's definitely not going to be an easy road for America. So, mm-hmm. how vital is this game on Thursday at the Estadio Azteca, Christian? I think if you're going to win this series, it has to be won on Thursday. Um, I know yeah. that, that that may be a lot to lot to ask, and um, but. I think with this team, I'm very, I'm feeling very confident. I'm not saying that you know if we if you know we tie or lose on Thursday that we're not going to win on Sunday. I just think it makes a lot uh, things a lot easier if we do get a good result on Thursday to kind of just be a little bit more determined and more concentrated to get a result on Sunday. And a clean sheet. And a clean sheet. Oh, and a clean sheet is vital on Thursday. Yes, that is because you can't allow that away goal because it just it mm-hmm. it will break you at the end. It definitely will. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's jump right right into this. Thursday night, after we've all eaten some turkey, I would hope, America is going to be going up against Tigres in the Estadio Azteca live via TUDN, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. So it's a late one. So for those of you who are going to be waiting in line for those Black Friday deals, you guys know exactly how to kill some time and tune into the America game. Um... Christian, give me your predicted lineup for this game, and we'll go from there. Because I'm very curious and very sure. interested to see what Pio Correra is going to put out on Thursday. I am very uh, curious too because there's been a lot of a lot of rumors and you know reports that this player might play or this player might play. Um, I kind of narr- narrowed it down to I think a good ninety percent of this squad will play. Um, I have Ochoa in net. Uh, our our back four, Paul uh, Paul Bruno Valdez Aguilera and uh, Jorge Sanchez. Uh, our two CDMs, Guido Rodriguez and Richard Sanchez. Um, on one wing, I have Renato Ibarra, and the other wing, I have Roger Martinez. In the middle, I have Cordova, and up top, I have Henry Martin. Wait, did you say Guido and, and uh, Sanchez? Guido and Richard Sanchez, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. But. Yes, no Gio, no Benedetti. Uh, Noe Bargwin, um, I, but I think they're going to be vital coming off the bench, though, 100%. Yes. Yeah. And also to note, Nico Castillo will not be available for this matchup and probably won't be available for Sunday's for... game either. 
it's confirmed either, either like he will not be so, available. You're down one of your best strikers, but luckily for us, yes. he's not the striker in form. Correct. Right, and we're also down another striker as Vinas is uh is, as Vinas as well. There was there was speculation that you know it was going to be a Vinas Henry partnership for for this Ligia match, which at first thought I thought it was crazy because you know Vinas hasn't really played uh much, and to just slot him in in the Ligia match would would have been I guess uh, suicidal. But I mean, oh, yeah. I mean when when Vinas comes on, you know he hasn't actually done stuff bad. You know he he's responded to 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 a, a little bit of the criticism that that he's gotten when he when he first joined. Yeah, be interesting to see if we can have him back. I I, I don't think we'll have him back for Sunday though either. Um, he's still up in the air, though. He's still definitely up in the air. Um, but we'll see. But I don't, I don't know, Dylan. What do you, what do you think about that lineup? I'm quite content with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it too. I like that. I, I think a lot of responsibility is gonna fall on, onto the shoulders of Sebastian Cordova, who, by the way, had himself quite the international uh, week with Mexico, scoring that phenomenal goal in Mexico's clash mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Um, you hit. You hear that, Christian? <laughs> the, the end of the world's coming. Those I know. words came out of those know, words came right? out of Ivan's mouth with Cordova in the same sentence. It's insane. <laughs> but but to some point, I think he he is correct. Though I think if America is gonna have a um a good showing, Cordova needs to show up because I I think he's gonna be very vital in the, in the creativity going forward and determining you know what what kind of attacks and what kind of chances do we have? You know, do we get clear ones or do we just get ones where? You know, we're we're a little bit man to man, so Cordova is going to be very important in this match. And not just that in in the in the creativity department as well, but I I can see him switching on and off with Richard Sanchez at times in the game as well, like giving Richard the opportunity to go forward and say, "Go do your thing, make your run. I'll cover you. I'll drop in and your center the mid your center mid spot." And Guido, of course, being a little bit behind everything, but I I think it's going to be vital for Cordova to show out and really have one of the best games of his life um if he really wants to cement himself as this great young candidate to be the next star to come out of america he needs to prove it in these games especially against an opponent like tigres in which let's be mindful he did score that goal away at the volcan and um let's 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 face it though he did not have the best of games though in that in in that match so it's going to be, hopefully, a good showcasing from him. I think he understands the responsibility now at this stage, what he needs to do. And let's face it, he feels more at ease and more natural when he's down that midfield. And he loves that center attacking mid spot. So let's fi- let's see if he can actually make it his own. You know? Oh, he can. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I, I agree. I, I think we're all very hopeful that uh, he can come out and, and give us the performance that we need him to do. And, well, you know, we'll have to wait and see from there. But another player that needs to have an important game and an important matchup is Guillermo Ochoa. He's going to have mm, interesting. a very tough game. I don't think uh, – I mean, like, I mean, like, I see what you mean, but I think that still is going to have to fall on someone in the back line too. Yeah, but I think that also falls on Ochoa in regards <coughs> to instructing his back line. You've got enough games to kind of get an understanding of your defense. You're down in the Liguilla. Memo knows how important it is to have a good, solid communication when it comes to the playoffs. He's been in these situations before. Granted, it's been eight years ago, but he's definitely coming back into this one with some experience. And let's face it, he's going up against a team that he debuted against in his return to the Liga MX. 
So, uh, you know, I guess you could say he's coming full circle now in, in, in this journey. And he really needs to step it up. And hopefully we can have more of those, you know, high diving amazing saves that he's been able to provide for us these past couple of games. You know? We'll have to... No. We'll have to wait and see. But I think Memo Memo and his uh, leadership in the back is going to be important, uh, as well as Cordoba and what he's able to produce. And, of course, Henry mm -hmm. Martin needs to find the back of the net. Let's face it. He needs to be oh, yeah. on par with, with the rest of the team and with the form that he's been mm -hmm. showing us. So, I mean, granted, it's been three weeks. I know. it's been It's been a long time since that competitive match. But, you know, let's, let's, let's hope that that's not going to, you know, deteriorate much of what this squad has built in the end because mm -hmm. yeah how do you guys feel about that three three week break period that we've gotten so far that's, that's kind of it's kind of a little 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 scary for me i'm gonna be honest it's a blessing and it's and it's uh and it's also not you know yeah. it's a blessing because you know we get we get a break obviously you know players get to rest for a little bit you know maybe a little knocks you have there you know you have time to recover that's fine but three weeks without without playing a, a, a real matchup, it's it, it's hard, you know. It's hard to kind of get right back into swing of things, and you know, and especially in a match like this when your opponent is Tigres, you know, it, you know, the, I would not be surprised if the first, you know, couple minutes they look a little bit rough, but you know, it should be expected. But I really hope this team just get kind of gets past that hurdle and just continue to, to play their game, and and then I I, I think we'll be okay. Alrighty. Well, let's talk a little bit about Tigres. What can we expect in regards to their uh, their team? We know we have a little bit of injury doubts in their department as well. Will their starting goalkeeper feature or not? Will Nahuel Guzman play against America? I think it's confirmed that he won't. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I thought it was confirmed that he's not going to be able to play. Now with that confirmed, what do you do if you're America? Nothing. You don't change anything. You just go by your game plan. Maybe you... You try to get a little bit more balls than that, you know. Maybe shoot a little bit more, but that's about it. I don't think you should really let this 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 goalkeeper change kind of kind of affect you or affect your game plan going going forward. I would imagine now that Piojo's like, okay, we're gonna have this new kid, you know, that's that hasn't really played as much, who is gonna be under immense pressure in a Ligia situation. Test the keeper out, take shots, take shots and shots and shots. And I'm looking at Cordoba as the main. Uh, as a main candidate to be kind of given this responsibility. So, should be interesting to see. Anything else we can expect from Tigres, though? Um, I also know that Edu Vargas will not be playing. I mean, he hasn't really been playing because he's been out for an injury. Because of an injury, um, it's just confirmed that he won't play for either leg of this of this matchup. So, it's not to say that they don't have anyone on the bench because their bench is completely stacked. But um, aside yeah. from aside from that, honestly, Tigres is literally a mirror of us. You know, they play the exact same way of four two three one. Um, they're they're very dangerous on the wings, and of course, they have their their star striker in in Gignac, um, who who kind of seems to always you know causes a little bit of trouble. But I think Mr. Legia. I think if uh, I, yeah, Dylan, Dylan said it perfectly, Mr. Ligia himself. Um, but I think if we if we just you know tame him a little bit and you know just cut off his um his blood support from the wings, you know this game should fall right into our laps. Um, you also have to worry about their midfield duo and Guido Pizarro and and uh, Carioca. They're a very good, very good midfield duo. Um, and Richard Sanchez and Guido are gonna have to match their intensity uh minute by minute if we want a, a good chance. I think I think Sanchez should just take one for the team. 
you know, just break a leg, break somebody's <laughs> leg, you know, take the red card. And... Because then I you mean... can slot down uh, Cordoba into that center mid spot, and you should be fine. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, we're still playing with the man down, so. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll I don't see. know. We'll, we'll see if I'm, if Piojo is listening to this and saying, you know what, I'm taking Dylan's tactic. Richie Sanchez, first blow the whistle, take some take some ankles down. I don't care if it's the referees, but take someone's ankles down. <laughs> oh man! All righty, gentlemen. Well, what is your scoreline prediction for Thursday's game? Wow. And the Azteca. I would hope it'd be, you know, at least 80% packed, right? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, stretching it. I'm, I'm stretching it. 65. Yeah, I'm stretching it. Wow, that's that's very shameful. Remember the days where these tech guys would just be it's packed Thursday, for just a Ligia match? It's, it's a Ligia match against Tigres. What do you yeah, mean? You can't use a day as an excuse. Next day. Who has to work? No one works nowadays. Let's be honest. No one works, especially down there. <laughs> <laughs> I work. I work Friday actually. Um, listen, I think. I think I'm. I, as much as we need a clean sheet, I. I just don't think that we're gonna get it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm have to go. I think two one America. Okay, Dylan. I'm gonna make things difficult, and I'm agree, Christian. I, as much as we need the clean sheet, I don't think we get it. But I'm gonna go one one draw. Wow. Oof, that's tough. Wow, that's wow. tough. That that's God, calling that's Dan calling for oh wow predicament. All right, um, I was actually gonna go very conservative, um, more than Christian, and I do think we get the clean sheet somehow, m- miraculously. I don't know how with with uh, Emma Aguilera in the back line, but uh, <laughs> I think we walk away with a one nil victory. That's what I was really gonna say, but I was like, do I really see us getting the clean sheet? I was like. Now, so I'm, I'm being hopeful and optimistic, and that's why I said Ochoa's role in this match is going to be very, very important. Um, look, I mean, I mean, like I said, like I hope we get if we get it, you know, like hats off to America. I mean, they kind of they doubted me in a way, but you know, I just I just don't see it. No, nope, that's understandable. That's understandable. Well, without with that said, now question is Sunday's matchup. You know, and I think this has always been the most difficult thing about doing these previews, right, uh, Dylan? Is that uh, you just don't know how, what to say about these this next leg because you obviously haven't seen what's happened in the first leg, and that first leg is so exactly. important. But um, what does America need to do to continue uh, to continue a good run of form into Sunday if if all things do go well at the Azteca? You just keep rolling with your game plan. I mean, if it worked, then, I mean, why change anything, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Keep, yeah, keep it simple, so. Mm-hmm. All righty, then. And the way leg, that is definitely going to be a lot more tougher because you're going to have their fans on you. You're going to have, you know, their team all over you, especially if you walked away with a victory. Um, I I think... Go ahead, Christian. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I really, I really do think the key thing is not to play in their in their favor. You know, don't 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 adjust to them. Make them adjust to you. And I think Dylan said it perfectly. If if things work well for us in the first leg, there's no reason to change stuff in the second leg. You know, especially if it got you the result. You know, yes, it might be a different a different scenario, a much harder scenario because we know Tigres and Ligia and their fans. It's always sold out, right? So you know, you have that that hostility. I agree, but. 
you know, if you just play you, you know, you even said it yourself, Ivan, with with the with the subpar team, we went into the Volcana, we got a result against a much, a much, a much better uh Tigres team than us and in, in that in that week in that week. Um uh, so with that with all that being said, I really do think America can do this on Sunday. It's just a matter of playing their game, you know? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And we'll see exactly what that ends up being. But uh, give me your guys' prediction for Sunday. I know it's a little bit different, it's a little bit more difficult, but give me your prediction for Sunday. I I'm gonna go with the same two one. Two one for America. At the Volcan, okay. At the Volcan, yeah. I think two we can one. do it. I think I'm gonna go with two one. Two one victory? I think we I think I think we get both the goals off counters. Smart. Ooh. Smart. I think I think that's smart. True. Um I'm actually going one one at the Volcan. Uh, which still seizes okay. into the next round. Um, I do see this game being yes, very, we have tight, more goals. very tight, both legs, especially the second leg, regardless of what the result is on, yeah. on on Thursday. Like you said, Christian, this game needs to be defined on Thursday if possible. If America can walk away yeah. with a 3-0 mm-hmm. advantage going into this game and the Volcan, then Listen. All, by all means, soak up the pressure and relieve it, right? For real, for real. Yes, yes, 100%. But, but also, you know, you also just don't get a little bit too complacent because Tigres does have firepower. Yeah, yeah. So sitting back might not be might not be the greatest option. But I do understand what you mean, though. You know, so you know, a three nil is always welcomed in my in my house. I don't know about you guys, but I would love a three nil on yeah, Thursday. That, that's definitely something <laughs> to be thankful for, not just the turkey. Um, well, with that for with that uh, with that said, I mean, I, I think we're pretty confident that America can make it into the semifinals, right? Yes, I, I really do think America make this semifinal, yes. All right, then. Well, you guys definitely don't want to miss this one whatsoever. Thursday night is the night for you guys to watch this game. We will be live tweeting it, so if for whatever reason you're stuck in Best Buy waiting in line and you have no way to find Signal, you guys can always hop on into our Twitter and follow up the game minute by minute. We'll be trying to give you guys the best and utmost recap of what's going on. And uh, you guys can always find all that information at Resaca America US or on Instagram at Resaca America underscore US. And uh, like we said, it's going to be a good one. You don't want to miss it. And it's going to be high intensity, I would imagine, through the majority of this both legs. So don't want to miss that. And, of course, on Sunday, you guys can follow all the action as well over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, <coughs> we'll, be live tweet- we'll be live tweeting and live recapping all of that as well. So... Uh, gentlemen, anything else you want to add in regards to this uh, this game against Tigres? Anyway. No. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Ah, man. It's going to be a tough one, but I think I think it's time for one of your speeches, Ivan. No, that's, that's, that's when they get to the... No, last. please don't put them... Don't hype this man up. <laughs> no, don't hype him up. Don't hype him up. When they get to the final, I'll, 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 I'll write a speech that you've never... S- done here before so all right well i just hope we, we go out there and prove why we are the better team and why we are the team of the definitely. decade definitely definitely so make sure you guys do stay tuned for that we're running to the end of the podcast here we're going to be signing off real quickly but i have one last question to ask these two gentlemen and that is what are you guys eating on thursday a lot of dressing a lot of dressing dressing what is the that's that's what is that's the dish down at that's my favorite. House? 
Yeah, dressing. Jake, you guys don't. You guys just have dressing. This is dressing. Like that's like ninety percent of that's like ninety percent of my plate is dressing with gravy. <laughs> what the? Fuck? Yeah, I love dressing. Nice. So it's a, it's ten. Oh, and, and and green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. So. Nice. That's not, that sounds pretty good. Actually. So that is the household of Cowboy Dan. A lot of dressing, some turkey, and some green uh, okay. some casserole. Um, what does the household of Rosendo look like for Thanksgiving, Christian? Rancito. Oh, oof. <laughs> just a, just a, a plate of three gancitos and a little bit of turkey, and then that's it, baby. <laughs> that's all you. I don't know if you should be mixing those two. <laughs> <laughs> It's Thanksgiving. You can mix whatever you want, honestly. Oh, my God. Well, I guess then you have a reason to call off the next day. Um... <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Not bad, not bad. Well, that sounds very interesting and delightfully uh, gross at the same time. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely delicious. Uh, uh, well, the Pineda household over here is just going to have uh, turkey in, uh, in salsa roja. And followed by my mom's uh, famous uh, spaghetti. Famous? Yeah, everyone loves my mom's spaghetti. Like, everyone in the family loves Really? It. I've never heard of your mom's spaghetti no, before. No, I meant in the family, you know, her famous spaghetti. Everyone likes it. Ooh, in the family. Oh, okay, but, okay, Because um, okay. if it was famous, you know, I would have heard of it, but I haven't heard of it. So, I can't be that famous, right? Hey, just wait, okay? <laughs> wait, so can I come over? You guys are all welcome to come over. Everyone, even the even the Thanks. listeners, they're more than welcome to come over, watch the game, have some turkey, have some delicious spaghetti. We also have some sma- uh, some mashed potatoes. And uh, do you guys find this odd? I don't know if you guys find this odd, but we eat our turkey with bolillo, with the little bolillos. You know the little the little tiny bolillos, the one that look like um, biscuits. Yes, but they're actually bolillos. Uh-huh. Yeah, we eat them with us. Oh, that's cool. I we just have Italian bread. Do, do yourself a favor. Do not spend Thanksgiving with Ivan if you want to have a good time. Why? So spend the, don't don't spend don't do that. Spend don't do that to yourself. And, and yeah. Green bean casserole. Yeah. Exactly. If if you want a nice Thanksgiving, you're gonna find yourself in Texas, not in California with Ivan. <laughs> hey man, all I'm saying is, you're all welcome to any of our households. Alrighty. Well, with that said, I I do have to say that I'm very thankful for you two. I'm very thankful for everyone in the community. I'm thankful for everyone that's helped us get to this point on. So in a very Thanksgiving uh, celebration, I do want to say I'm thankful for every single one of you guys, for Christian, for Dylan, uh, for the listeners, for the people in Twitter who interact with us, for every single one of you guys who've made this a possibility for us. I'm thankful from the bottom of my heart, and I hope you guys have a very wonderful Thanksgiving. All right, gentlemen, you guys have a good one as well. We'll be talking to you guys very soon. Thank you for coming out, Christian. Thank you for coming out, Dylan. All right, thank you. All righty then. No problem, Queens. (laughs) All righty then. You guys have (laughs) a wonderful, wonderful night. We'll be talking to you guys next week. And until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba